0: Hey guys, we have an incredible podcast coming your way. We're going to teach you exactly how to look great, feel strong at your ideal body weight. How? By teaching you about the latest innovations and discoveries about hormones, the herbs, the natural approaches that will help you to optimize your stem cells, your mitochondria. Please stay tuned. This is a show you must listen to.
1: Everything together, or if you're trying to gain weight, you eat the more concentrated calories first. And what people have to understand is the food that are the highest in caloric density are the foods lowest generally in nutrient density. I mean, avocados, nuts and seeds are an exception, but things like fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, very low in caloric density, all have 600 calories per pound or less, and they all have high nutrient density.
0: Okay, everyone, looks like we're just uh, awaiting Dr. John McDougall, but we're going to start off uh, our segment today, and it's an exciting one. It has to do with the ultimate secret to weight loss, and I believe the most important factor is whole food lifestyle medicine. Can everyone see that on the screen, and just drop me a note in the chat so we can be very interactive that you can see that first opening slide, the ultimate secret to weight loss, whole food lifestyle medicine. Everyone see it? Yes, I see people responding. How exciting. Oh, wow. Someone's from South Beach. How cool. Excellent. Uh, we're going to have a fun time. You know, I've been really excited about this event for a lot of reasons, and one of which is that I have ran into Chef AJ, who is our co-host today. I ran into her Uh, Via a talk I did on YouTube, which was how to become diabetic in six hours. And uh, in a little bit, my um, assistant, uh, Kyle, will get me a drop of blood, but I'm going to show on the screen a picture of dry blood but live blood is rather dramatic and interesting and fascinating. Jay, uh, please chef, Jay, join Jay, in. Please and, you know, you join have in a and, you know, very have colorful, very story. Colorful story. And I think you and, and I have, been on, have been on this the odyssey. The only one is, longer is John, is, is John McDougall and I on McDougall this odyssey. And and on you this came, odyssey. Kind, of you came kind of new to the about party. What? About what? Over 10 years ago or 10 years ago or so?
1: Which party do you mean? Because if you're talking about the plant-based party, it's been 44 years.
0: Wow, yeah. You were vegan and, and junk food vegan as you termed it, right? Right. And, and eating oil and sugar and salt and all the things that are addictive. And you were actually a little bit overweight, if I a say a little it bit. I was obese. I
1: weighed almost two hundred pounds. So oh. no, I was I was fat. You can say it. Dr. McDougall would have called me the fat vegan.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and you have a friend at, at up at True North. And, you know, you and I have a common friend in, in uh, Michael Clapper because he worked with me uh, when I was working with Nathan Pritikin in 1979, uh, 80, 81. And then he went up to work with True North. And then he's got another colleague that heads up that uh, a group there where they do a fasting program. And w- what is that gentleman's name? I know there's Doug and the other gentleman. Dr.
1: Ellen Goldhammer.
0: Yeah, Goldhammer, exactly. I'd love to have him on my show as soon as possible, you know?
1: I'm sure he would do it.
0: Oh, that'd be excellent. we got someone in from Europe. We've got people still joining in. It's so exciting. And I just want to say that, you know, Chef AJ, you probably have an interesting story that also deals with addictions and these addictions tied into your addiction to food and some other issues that came up even with your question about whether you should continue with life. And that had a lot to do with your feeling of self-worth and a psychological issue and challenge as a young person. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: that was like, well, thank God it was over 40 years ago. And thank God my suicide suicide attempt was uh, not fatal because I wouldn't be here to tell a story. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I try not to think about it too much because obviously it's very depressing and it, there's a lot of shame around it, but I was not doing well in my teens. You know, I, I suffered from anorexia from er, early teens. And then what happened is that you, know, it, 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 you can't really maintain anorexia. I mean, well, you can, then you usually die. So it turned into bulimia, which was even worse because there's a lot of shame around that. And when you can't to control something as basic as eating, you know, I just kind of wanted to give up because I just, uh, I was very depressed, let's just say. And you know, the food itself makes you depressed, either the abstaining of the food because then you have no energy really, but then when you come out of the anorexia, now you're, believe it, now you've got the energy, but it's just, it's such a difficult disease and the treatment, unfortunately, it, well, back then it was just—it was just barbaric. And even today, they're like, "Well, all foods should be okay, and we have to teach you how to moderate." No, they didn't understand food addiction, and most people don't understand it today. We don't teach an alcoholic how to moderate alcohol. We tell them, "Hey, maybe it's a good idea if you don't drink." And you don't teach a food addict how to moderate these hyperpalatable addictive foods. You just abstain from it. But. We
0: didn't know that 40 years ago. Or just one cigarette. Who, who can abstain if they've been using cigarettes uh, for years and years? Uh, when I was 12 years old, believe it or not, I, I started smoking, you know, and I joined this little gang. We r- rode around on our bikes and we were badasses. and during that summer I my dad owned a beer bar so he dropped off all the broken little chip uh, bottles so they were drinkable and sure enough man we would go on through six packs and 12 packs and 24 packs every day so it was my summer of whatever 12 years minus 69 66 years uh, (laughs) I'm 66 years old so it was that summer of that that you know it it was my entrance into the world of alcohol cigarettes and you know know, just, you know, my food addiction, I I was pretty heavy, but I had lost weight to play football and I starved myself, literally ran five miles a night, ate only one egg a day and and ran five miles a night after football practice. I went from 155 pounds at the age of 12, five foot seven down to 112 pounds to make weigh-ins. But then I found out I had to make weigh-ins every single week. I thought I was gonna have to, I was gonna get to go off my diet, but every week I had to make weigh-ins, Chef AJ. So all I knew was the pain of starvation. And that's why I'm so opposed to these starvation fasting diets. If it's not under a medical condition, of course, I appreciate True North and what they're doing to transition people to a plant-based, oil-free, sugar-free plant. But they're also doing it under medical supervision. And they're they're really having the people stay kind of calm and and motionless to an extent is that true
1: exactly it's true north not only is it done under medical supervision from medical doctors but it's in an environment of complete rest and these doctors are checking on you twice a day your pulse your blood pressure your temperature they're checking your blood and your urine and people attempt to do this at home or they do something even worse which is ridiculous called dry fasting where they're not even consuming water which is really what? dangerous yep it's a thing now so it's oh it's-
0: my gosh
1: And by the way, people aren't fasting at True North to lose weight or even I don't even personally think it's a good idea for people with food addictions to fast. There there might be comorbidities and people have something like diabetes or autoimmune disease and they also have food addiction. But just food addiction is not a reason to fast because you're just going to be restricting more. And then anytime you restrict you binge and you just, but it is a great place to go to eat. I never fasted when I went there. I was there as a patient, but I was what they call an unrestricted feeder. And I got to eat three all you can eat buffets every day of delicious food made by chef Ramses, Bravo and the team, whole plant food without sugar, oil, salt, all you can eat. And no matter how much you stuff yourself there, you lose weight.
0: Well, keep in mind, I also was fortunate to work with uh, the great Nathan Pritikin in 1978. So we also had uh, right there on Santa Monica on the beach there, a buffet style for breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks. So I got to eat as often as I wanted. And I was an athlete at that time, you know, still lifting weights and running and everything. But since I had had my stroke at the age of only uh, 21 going on uh, at that point, And it was a TIA, a transit ischemic attack. Fortunately, I recovered from it, but <laughs> I recovered from it, right? But, you know, I, 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 w- I was in a position where I could eat without any limits, food. And the pleasure was that I could eat without being hungry. I could eat as often as I got hungry. And so I, I then realized this is a program I can stay on for the rest of my life. So is that important in terms of of all these food restriction programs? Even Weight Watchers makes you eat little portions when you're a big person you're hungry.
1: Yeah, that's the problem I have. And and nobody has ever really addressed it in the food addiction world. You know, the food addiction world is really not a vegan or plant based friendly space. The people that run these programs are not vegan themselves, and they don't really understand caloric density. And they pretty much give everybody the same plan, whether it's a four foot 10 woman or a six foot two man. they pretty much have you weighing and measuring and you get like seven ounces of vegetables per meal and you measure out your two teaspoons of oil. They don't understand Dr. Barbara Roll's calorie density that you don't have to do this but my question is is i know that if you restrict whether it's counting calories carbs points or weight measure of food you will lose weight but how many people really can do this the rest of your life when you understand whole food plant-based caloric density and you're not using oil it really is a magical unlimited buffet but the problem is is then you can't be including those other foods as well and that's what people want they want their cake and eat it too they want to be able to eat all they want But they don't, they still want to be eating those high fat, high calorie foods like sugar and flour and oil and alcohol. So you really can't have it both ways, I suppose. suppose.
0: Can I share a secret with you, uh, Chef AJ? Sure. (laughs) Not an intimate one. Okay, we're (laughs) not going there, even though I'm a single guy. But listen, I, I found that when I first transitioned from a starvation diet when I found out that I broke my hand and my ribs and my nose, the football team said I could I could go off the team, but then they had a situation where they were letting me play in the Super Bowl game in in Pop Warner. We got to play against the Utah State Champs. And they told us that they had two big linemen on Utah's team and my coach met with them and their coach said, listen, can we have no food restrictions, no weight uh, requirements for weigh-ins? And he he leaned forward and he said, I got to tell you the truth. We got two big linemen and they won't be able to make uh, the game because they're above weight. And my coach was grinning and thinking inside. He goes, I have Nick Delgado who went from 125, the weigh-in requirement. And he's weighing right now 150 pounds because he went to his dad's bar and ate for a solid week after he broke his hands and his nose. And he didn't think he was going to get to play. And so he's, he didn't tell him how much I weighed. I was weighing 150 pounds. I gained back all the weight in one week. Wow. And and so, and so my coach winked and he said, sure, I'll, I'll let your guys play with no uh, weigh-in restriction if you let our guys play with no way in restriction. And he said, sure, they said, sure. Guess what, I was the lineback, the fullback and I was called the California Bull because I ran through the middle and ran over all the guys. They couldn't hold me down because I was big, strong and powerful from running five miles every night to lose weight and starve myself. And when I gained back the weight, I felt like incredible because I, I wasn't, you know, like weak and tired and hungry. Everyone on diets are weak, tired and hungry, aren't they? And cranky too. very cranky. Oh, it's horrible. So my secret is this, you talk about this and I loved it that you do in your book and on your podcast. I carry, and this is my USC cold. I don't put beers in here, right? It is my, what I call the Delgado cool tote. And I used it from the 1980s and in my refrigerated container, look what I have. I have my container of fruits. I have my containers of vegetables and beans, 15 bean salad, and I eat through the day. Before the show, I had a mixed granola, gluten-free mixed granola with some uh, uh, beet juice, uh, we call grow muscle burn fat, and I ate that I ate that mixed together, organic beets, right? And I had that together with this, uh, what I call organic, super vegan protein, all mixed together. And it's all, by the way, it's not one of those proteins where we have isolates of proteins. It's the whole foods, the whole powders, in case people don't know to get a variety. Because we know for the gut, we need a big variety, right? Biodiversity. And the gut's part of the immune system. The gut is part of weight loss. The gut has so much to do with satisfaction and losing weight and looking great and feeling great so for 44 years this is an honest to god truth chef aj i have to tell you i have a paranoia about stepping out, leaving my home without a package of food. For, for 44 years, every day, I always prepare the night before and have my container of food every day. And I guarantee you, it's the number one reason why I've kept off the 50 pounds and maintained my program for 44 years.
1: Is that I possible? I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, preparation always trumps motivation. And people say to me, oh, Chef AJ, I could never do what you did. You know, because I've lost 50 pounds now and I've kept it off for 10 years. Most people that get, you lose weight of them gain it back within two years. And I don't have any more willpower than anybody else. I'm not that extraordinary, but what I have two things in place. One, I have a clean environment. So I don't have any crap food or junk food in my house. Nobody brings it in, not a drop, a morsel, or a crumb, and I always have healthy food ready, whether it's in my house or when I travel or when I just do an errand. You know, I remember one day a few years ago, it was so funny, I was really just going to the store, and you'd think, well, you know, the store is like 10 minutes away, don't bring food, but th- but I just got in the habit of bringing my cooler, which actually looks like a very attractive woman's purse with me, everywhere I went, and that day, I was in a car accident. It was 20 hours till I got home. Could you oh, imagine my if I had... Bought that? I would have to eat some crappy hospital food or not eat at all. So, you know, fail to plan plan to fail. The world is not set up to support you. If you are any kind of a healthy eater, you've got to be your own, you know, locus of control. So always have healthy food ready in your house and have unhealthy food, not in your house, because if it's in your house, it's in your mouth, whether it's healthy or not healthy.
0: Chef AJ, let's agree to agree or agree to disagree. Would you say of all the health principles that you talk about in your ultimate secrets to weight loss and all of the work you've done for how many years you, you've been vegan for, you said, uh, going back as a child? Well, 17.
1: So I, I just turned 61 on Monday. So on September 1st, I'll be
0: birthday healthy. from oh, thank Monday. You. Thank
1: you. Yep, I will be vegan for 44 years.
0: But oil free, sugar free, salt free. Oh yes
1: oh august 1st 2008 so 13 years almost
0: wow that's when when my 12 year old was was born is that is about 12 years m-o-l-e-c-u so so i'm not sure on the voicing here (laughs) i don't know how to mute mute people i'm new to this part i've got kyle helping me out here so so that being said so chef aj let's here's the principle that i'm talking about and i want to really be clear about the importance of food prep. In the morning, I might just take from the weekend, I've I've gone to the organic grocery store, I've bought all kinds of fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, I was watching Mary McDougall's talk about food preparation last night and how she recommends organic, you know, plant-based vegetables, fruit, uh, even, even instant brown rice, right? Organic, all these things are organic. And, and you can just grab it in, in, a, in a heartbeat. Uh, okay, we're, we're, we're showing that. I don't know why it switched to that screen. Okay, so yeah. Is this what's showing right now? Okay, so I'm not on that, I'm, I'm not on that slide, so I don't know why it's doing that because I see this. But okay, so that being said, hey, Danny, can you come over here a second? So that being said, I, to, to the degree of obsessiveness, like you i think and i don't know if this is true that that what you just said but i leave in the morning even though i may be a little bit late i grab these special containers that drop right into my cool tote bag and i put a little blue ice at the bottom and I, I'm dropping them in the beans, the, the vegetables, the fruit. And then I have in sequence, if I'm wanting to drop a little weight, I have the top of the sequence, lots of green and yellow vegetables, then fruit, then below that potatoes, then beans. I'm, that's how freaky I am. And if I'm wanting to gain back a little weight, I'm starting with the beans and the yams and uh, the nuts and seeds and avocado and coconut. And then I'm transitioning back to, 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 pot- to potatoes, then fruit, then green and yellow vegetables. So I have soup, salads, and all these things in sequence. Either way, depending on because I fluctuate in weight, I'm lifting weights, there's all kinds of things going on in my life. And so when I I stress, I stress eat too. But when I stress eat, I'm eating the green and yellow vegetable soup, salads, oil free, dairy free, right? So uh, I'm just wondering, is this something, this principle of food preparation, but carrying the food with you every single day, and let's say you are trying to lose 50, 100, 150 pounds, would this be the one principle that you would choose over all of the principles, food prep and take it with you every day? Would this be the one? And when you're at your desk for 12 hours, don't depend on the lunch, the breakfast or the lunch and the donuts at your work. Even if you work at a medical office or a hospital, you can't depend on what people are going to bring and put in front of
1: you. Add the more concentrated starches like the potatoes, rice, beans. And then if you're eating anything more concentrated after that, and that's if you're trying to lose weight or break a plateau. But if you're just trying to maintain weight, you can eat everything together or if you're trying to gain weight, you eat the more concentrated calories first. And what people have to understand is the food that are the highest in caloric density are the foods lowest generally in nutrient density. I mean, avocados, nuts and seeds are an exception, but things like fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, very low in caloric density, all have 600 calories per pound or less and they all have high nutrient density. On On the back of my book, I have this little chart which kind of tells people if it's in green, eat it. If it's in red, don't eat it. And the thing is, is most of the foods in red are well, all of them actually are, are either animal products or processed food that our ancestors didn't eat in any meaningful amount. They certainly didn't eat flour and sugar and alcohol and you know chips and fries and bread and and, and all those kind of things. So yeah.
0: So if if the fact is that you can carry food with you, and let's wow. say you're on the on the weight loss program, but you only carry green and yellow vegetables, celery sticks, tomatoes, a little watermelon. So you're only carrying those first categories that are really lowest in calorie and good nutrient density, but, you know, not very filling. And and you, you must be Including especially like me, sometimes I do double shifts. So I have two eight-hour shifts. Uh, I might put a 12, 14 hour day, and I always have that food bag with me. So I'm not going to be able to live off soup, salads, fruits, and vegetables. I have to have some starch potatoes. I have to have some yams, some beans, maybe even little nuts and seeds. I gauge prior to whatever I'm doing for the next couple hours what I need for caloric density to get through that meeting or that session. Don't you?
1: Absolutely, because without the starches and people are so afraid of starch and carbs, and you're gonna have Dr. McDougall on any minute talking to you about this, that there's no satiety if you don't. I mean, I know there's a few people that can do a raw food diet and eat like 14 pounds of food a day from fruits and vegetables, but most of us need the more concentrated calories from the potatoes, the whole grains, the legumes, or we're just not gonna feel satisfied. You can eat fruits and vegetables all day or vegetables all day and feel mechanically full because you've activated your stretch receptors, but if you don't have some source of concentrated calories from these complex, unrefined carbohydrates, you're going to be hungry all day. And that's really what leads to these binges is that people go too low in calories. You know, when you lose weight with what I call a full plate, you're eating to satiety on these whole natural foods. So you're not losing weight quickly like you are in a keto diet where you're basically losing water and muscle and, and glycogen. But it's very hard for people to, to, to believe this.
0: Yeah. And John McDougall, he wrote the book, the McDougall's Program for Maximum Weight Loss. And of course, he's got several other books that he's written. And it's interesting that I kind of got that idea early on about the importance of sequencing. You know, he was talking about the low caloric density uh, fruits and vegetables and beans and peas and, you know, and, and kind of going into that with his his recipes and he's got this chapter, if you can see it from there, I don't know if you can, but it says, They're very low calorie green and yellow vegetable dishes, favorite garden vegetable salads, right? So, you know, the whole idea of be prepared, have the correct foods with you, sequence through them. But the last thing you need to worry about is protein, and we're gonna get to that a little bit later because I personally believe it's the number one excuse that athletes, seniors, kids that are growing up who are obese, individuals who are afraid to go on a plant-based program because they're so terrified that they have to have a quote, protein for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. In fact, that protein is usually what? An animal protein because they've been led to believe that there's something about plant proteins that are quote, incomplete. Is there is there some truth to what I'm saying on that, Chef AJ?
1: No, and Dr. McDougall is going to be on in a minute to explain that to you. I remember early Frances Moore LePay, who wrote Diet for a New Planet, was saying that we had to combine our proteins in order to be sufficient on a vegan or vegetarian diet, and then later she retracted that. But by then, the damage has been done. There's nothing special about animal protein. Animal protein comes with it a lot of deleterious things, whereas plant protein a lot of positive things. I'm sure you're probably familiar with the book, Proteinaholic by Dr. Garth Davis or the China study by Dr. Colin Campbell. That's right. Americans get too much protein. They get too much of everything, too much fat, sugar, salt, but think about it. If protein was that essential in the amount that Americans think it is, why is breast milk only like 5% protein? That's when a human would probably need it the most. And no one questions the giraffe or the elephant or the rhinoceros as to where they get their protein, they get it from eating plants. So I don't understand this obsession with protein and why people think that animal protein is somehow superior because it's not, because it's more deleterious. It comes with saturated fat and cholesterol, whereas plant protein doesn't. And, and you know, when you think about it, hundred calories of broccoli has something like 11.2 grams of protein, hundred calories of steak has, I believe 5.4. So there's plenty of protein in plants. And that I just wish this conversation would end if I had a nickel for every time somebody had said to me in 44 years where do you get your protein I would be one of the richest people in the world I get it from eating food and that's and, and Dr. Magoo will tell you there's probably never been a documented case of protein deficiency I mean maybe in a child abuse case or anorexic but you can't be protein deficient unless you're calorie deficient
0: can I can I can I also share with you that when I transitioned from an animal centered diet and i i was led to believe as a child and a young man growing up that if i didn't have a big thick juicy steak and at least three to six eggs a day that i would be protein deficient as an athlete and i wanted to gain muscle weight but i thought eating muscle of animals would give me muscle on my body and it's interesting i'm showing a slide here i hope you can see it everyone but it's it's a a slide of a gentleman, Jeffrey Life. And Jeffrey Life has this, this incredible picture before at age 54 with a belly. He's a medical doctor with you know man boobs. He, he doesn't look good. He didn't feel good. And then here you see 10 years later at age 64, weightlifting, using natural bioidentical hormones, exercising, doing all the right things, but he wasn't plant-based yet until he had a serious angina and he was told he would die of a heart attack if he didn't according to dean ornish follow a plant-based whole foods diet and he en- it embellished it he jumped in head first and look at the after picture at age seventy-seven. now, now I have a picture of, of him him. at age 83 hey danny you're unmuted or something so as you can see this this incredible uh, uh view here this is this is the picture of John McDo uh, McDu- This is Jeffrey Life at age 83. Look at this picture. And he's been following a plant-based whole food program. That was an amazing show. And now I want to put it all together for you. How do you locate these incredible natural herbs, organic, the best, designed to help you to improve your hormonal balance, give you energy, help you to look and feel great? DocNutrients.com. This is our sponsor. There's a special quiz. Please take the immune system quiz and it's going to give you some incredible feedback and ideas about how to strengthen your immune system during these troubling times. Be well. It's 2021 and we're here to support you.